we are going to take the rest of the service to share with you about Poland. Everyone is going to come and just kind of share something that the Lord did. I think it's important to share our testimonies and uh, share what happened on our trip, maybe spill a little bit out onto you. Uh, so I'll ask, uh, do you guys all want to come up together or you want to come one at a time? Okay, come on up. We'll give you our, our greetings from Poland. Oh, yeah, we have a slideshow. I, I'm going to... Okay, I worked really hard, so I'm going to go ahead and greet you in Polish because that seems appropriate since we just got back. Cześć. Cieszę się, że mogłem być tu między That means, hi, I'm so glad to be here with you today. So that's really how our hearts feel. The team has like been glad to have a break from me for a week from that, I'm sure, because I spent four days nonstop trying to learn how to say that. <clears throat> and so I was talking, I was saying it to everybody. I was saying it in the middle of the night um, because I wanted to be able to greet the church there when I preached in Polish. And uh, so that was, it was fun to learn something useful besides the unuseful words I know. Um, so... That was fun, and I think they probably know the greeting now, too, because they spent four days listening to it as well. Uh, so we're so glad to be with you. Let's show you our slideshow. Um, we could watch a slideshow for like three days because 12 days in Poland with as much as we did, wow, uh, so much, so much. But we want to give you a little picture of where we were at and what we were doing. We did a youth camp and a kids camp, so that's what you'll see there. Oh, there's so much to say um, when you go away out of country uh, for two weeks. Um, I will tell you, um, I did not want to go. Um, when Mark was here, I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, um, nudge me that I was supposed to go. And I toyed around with it for a little bit, and I was like, nah, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that. I've never wanted to go to Poland. I, didn't, I don't like being cold. Um, it was not my heart. I had no heart for the people, for the land, for the country, for flying. I hate flying. I'm terrified of it. Um, and so this nudging just stayed and stayed and lingered. And I just kept pushing it down and pushing it down. I was like, I'm not doing it. And then it was like two weeks before the trip. Um, God said, you're going to Poland. Um, I'm not asking. I'm commanding you to go to Poland. And so um, I had to get my passport because it was expiring in a week. And that was the most expensive, not obeying God. If I would have done it in November, it would have been regular price. But instead, I had to pay $500 to get my passport renewed. So the price of disobedience. Um, yeah, $500. <laughs> um, and, you know, even after I said yes and... We bought the tickets. It was still surreal. I was like, I just don't know that I'm really going to be able to go through with this. Like, I don't know that I'm really going to be able to step on this plane because I'm petrified of flying. And I made it on the plane. And um, we just prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed for peace and um, casting out anxiety and fear. And um, when we touched down in Houston, I was happy. And then we got on another plane that lasted, like, forever. Um, and we made it to Germany, and I was like, oh, I just don't know that I can get on one more plane. 
Um, just because the anxiety was just terrible um, on takeoff. Like I could, when we were landing, I was praising Jesus, but takeoff, it just freaks me out. Um, so we finally get there and then we get in the car and it's dark and you can't see any of the countryside and you're tired because you've been traveling for 24 hours. And we get there and you just decompress and you're like, Lord, I do not know why you have called me to this place. Like, I do not feel you. Like, I do not see you. I had anxiety, then, you know, flying. And what am I doing here? And we meet the kids. And, you know, like in Honduras, um, you just have orphans. So anytime there's an adult, you know, they just run up to you, whether there's a language barrier or not, you know, and they just overtake you and they just want to be near you and touch you and talk to you and all of that. And, um, these Polish kids have parents and they don't need that attention from the Americans. Like, and so I was like, these kids don't want to have anything to do with us. You know, there's just an awkwardness and just weird. And, um, then that we go to bed and wake up the next morning and there's just a grace and a freshness from the Lord and you get to know people. And, um, we got to, you know, hang out and play and really start making and creating connections. And it was just really, an amazing, sweet time. Every day, every hour, you were just bonding and um, getting to pour life into these youth, you know. And we got to meet Swavik and really see his heart for his country and for these kids and his youth. And the last, one of the last pictures, you know, was him loving the kids at camp. And that's truly his heart. Like, he just has a love for these kids. And, you know, it's just infectious, you know, and it makes you want to love on them. And one of the kids in the camp... His um, arm looked like football laces from where he had, like, cut himself. Um, And he tried, and Swavik said he tried to commit suicide three times before he was 15. Like, these kids come from hard, difficult homes and families. And um, But Jesus is good, and he delivered them, and he got saved, you know. And now this kid is on fire for the Lord, and it just puts something inside of you. It makes you excited and fired up and ready to go. Um, and, um, so we got to meet all these wonderful youth, you know, and then we took a couple of days and went to Krakow because there it's like youth camp 24 seven, because the kids are in the center with you and they stay up late and they get up early and it's just a lot. Um, so we took a couple of days to Krakow to go visit and, um, the Lord just really gave me a heart. We went to the Schindler museum and, It walks you through the history of Poland and what their country has been through um, with World War II and everything that happened. And it gives you um, perspective because before I was like, how did this happen? How did their country just get completely taken over? And this shows you step by step methodically how the enemy came in. And I think it was... Um, a good perspective how the enemy attacks us in our lives, too. So um, it was just an eye-opener to see um, a strategy, the way that the enemy works, to come in and take over. And so that was really powerful and impactful for me. Then we started children's camp, and um, it was amazing. My um, one word was undone. I was just completely undone by the Lord. And um, what he was doing in me and through me and with the kids and the ministry time was amazing. Um, The very last night, and I'm sure everybody else will talk about it too, um, they had us, 
get in the center and like we were praying over the youth and the kids and then they had us get in the center and they prayed over us and we're surrounded there were 55 kids in the youth camp and then um their youth i mean the kids camp and then their youth leaders were there praying over us and all the adults and we don't have any pictures of it because everybody was in the circle praying and the lord did something in me it was one of those he showed me I just knew I was standing right in the middle of his love and it changed my heart. And then, um, they had talked about Ezekiel that night in the river, you know, and going deeper and going deeper. And I was standing there and I just felt the Lord place his hand on my head and just dunk me under. And when I came back up, I knew I was cleansed and refreshed and I knew I was completely changed. And I know that that moment right there was the entire reason God called me to Poland. It wasn't for what I did and for, you know, um, it was all of that, you know, for the seeds that I planted there. But for me personally, it was because there were things in my life that he needed to get me out of my comfort zone, out of my, you know, safe environment where I can do the same thing day in, day out, my routine and just truly wreck me on the inside. And I know I wasn't really sure exactly if it was a physical change or if it was a spiritual change. But now that we've been home for a week, it's both. Um, my perspective has changed on so many things. My reactions has changed. Um, I have been truly set free from things that I've been praying for deliverance for for many years Um, just heart attitudes and mindsets that I've had. And, um, it's, it's just amazing the difference and it's nothing that I'm doing differently. It was the change that was done inside of me. So that was amazing. The last thing I want to share too is, um, it was interesting. The majority of people that we met there, they were saved by missionaries Um, there's only like four Pentecostal churches in like a two hour radius. And so you didn't have the choice. If you don't like something about a church, that's the only church you get to go to. So they're not consumer Christians like we are in America. Oh, we don't like the youth camp or we don't like the children's ministry or we don't like the way they pray. We'll go to another church there. They don't have that option. So they're not consumer Christians. So that was amazing. You know, if there's a problem, then you deal with it and get over it and move on. And, um, but So many people there were saved by missionaries coming. And so my heart cry for you is if you feel like even an inkling to go, do it. Pray about it. Go because you don't know whose life you're going to touch and whose life you're going to change and um, who's going to come to the kingdom of God because of you. Well, like Katie, I didn't decide to go until the last possible moment. Um, but I know I was supposed to go, just like Katie. Um, you know, we came home and our bags were full, like full. <laughs> but our hearts were even more full. And as we've, as I've been unpacking this week, I'm un- I've unpacked all my stuff, but I'm still kind of unpacking what the Lord did in me and through me on this trip. Um, I went there with winter in my heart 
And when I got there, the winter that I expected wasn't there. I expected it to be dreary and very cold. And it's a picture of what the Lord's doing in my heart. Just thawing me out and giving me a chance to um, use all the things he's deposited in me in ways I never imagined. Being on a mission trip or being a missionary isn't so much about having all the preparation and doing it right and finding that one person that somebody's in the States has told you the Lord's going to give you one person that you have a word for all the things that were spoken over us when we went being a missionary or being on a mission trip is taking all of you and depositing it there and allowing the Lord to use very specific things in your life for very specific need in their life. Like one of the things I did was I wrote the kids' names, or I wrote a lot of people's names, kids and their parents and their sisters and dogs and brothers and, you know, in calligraphy. And they just, they were drawn to that. And that's something that I love to do. It's, there's nothing spiritual about it. But it was a gift that I was able to give them that blessed them. Um, the other thing the Lord did in me was take things that I see I, that are like mundane, like your daily Bible reading, you know, I'm kind of a check off the box kind of person. So I like to look back at the month and see that I've checked all my boxes. But there were a couple of times when what I had read was so specific for someone in the moment. Like they want you to pray for them. And some of them only just want you to pray in English. They don't even know what, what you're saying or care what you're saying. They just want to be prayed over in English. But we did go to a women's meeting and something the Lord had just kind of shown me in my daily reading was the exact thing that I was able to share with a lady at the women's meeting. Now, that wasn't anything I prepared for, but the Lord used that in me. So I guess I'm saying all that to tell you, if he calls you, he equips you. You're already equipped. You already have what you need, whether, whether you feel like you need to take five coats and long underwear because you're going to a cold place and then getting there and not needing it, <laughs> or whether it's, I feel like I'm not prepared in my heart to serve another people. He, if he's called you, he will equip you. It's not, it's not magic. It's just the way the way God is. It's his Holy Spirit coming and using us when we're willing. Um, we had so many amazing spiritual things that happened, but it was so much fun too. Like we got to really know people, those kids. It was like 24 hour VBS, honestly, <laughs> which, you know, if you love VBS, it's great, but 24 hours for four days, it was amazing. You know, they had children ages 8 to 12 at the kids' camp. And, like, every night we'd do our evening service, and then, like, sometimes they had a movie or whatever. Well, then they would just send all these lovely children off to bed in these, like, rooms at the center. And I'm like, well, is there an adult in every room? Well, no. 
<laughs> uh, so like these kids would just go off to bed and they went to sleep. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, the culture there is families are really loving, like they eat meals together, they do all that. So like Katie was saying, the kids aren't starved for affection, but their life is really hard, and you don't get that until you start talking to them. One of our girls that was at the children's camp lives in a very small apartment with her and her parents, her six-year-old brother, triplets that they're fostering that are two years old, her grandma and grandpa, and her aunt and her two children. All of those people live in a very, they just told us, a very tiny apartment. What? Yeah, I mean, all those people live there full time. And that's normal. Um, so the other thing that I think I grasped, you know, we've, we've supported Mark for a long time. I think, I mean, y'all have supported him for how many years? 20-something years, 25 years. Mark's been something we've known about his ministry for 12 or 15 years here. So I've known him for a long time. Dan's gone to Poland multiple times. Ashley has gone multiple times. John's gone. I've never gone. And I never understood exactly what Marek does. I mean, I've seen him every year when he comes in November. I've seen the slideshows. I've read his father's book. I've talked to people that have been there. But it's different when you really see it happen. His heart... The love that he has for his nation is astounding. And the way that he's poured himself back into his people. He, he loves his people. And he could have come here to Christ for the Nations and decided to stay in the United States and probably been a very successful evangelist because he has so many giftings. But his heart is for his people. And... His ministry is based on relationship. When I see the, the leaders that he's raised up in his ministry, and now that next generation is coming, you know, his, his youth leader, his, you know, the people that work with his children, they're bringing up that next generation. There's a guy that's helping Slavic, who he's been saved five years. And he's been helping Slavic for two years. He just has a heart. And you can see these men that are pouring their lives into him. And that, my friends, is what the kingdom looks like. It's based on relationship. It's not based on formula. Um, and so to close, I guess, what I'll tell you is I'm so thankful that we have a church that recognizes the importance of those relationships. I thank Gary Coe so much. He laid such an amazing groundwork for missions in this church. And seeing Poland and meeting those people, I really want to honor Gary and all of the vision that he has for mission and all of the groundwork that he laid for people in Poland and Jamaica and Honduras and wherever else he had vision for because it's based on that relationship. And Gary took the time to show us that. And um, so I'm grateful. We have an amazing 
body of believers here. We have an amazing family. And um, God's going to call us to do a lot more than we feel equipped to do. So I guess I would challenge all of you this year, whether Poland is in your heart or whether God's just calling you to be a missionary at your workplace or at Walmart or wherever, don't feel like it takes something special. He can use whatever you give to him in whatever condition it is. And whether you feel frozen on the inside or not, he can thaw that out and he can take it and he can do something amazing more than you ever thought possible. So thank you. And I'll probably be going back maybe. (laughs) Get those out just in case. Um, this year, everything that they're saying is basically what we always go through. We're always doing, getting the relation in. But this year, he kind of twisted it on me. And he did some stuff to me and on me. For some of y'all know, there's some things that happened. But it was a test I had to go through. You know, so part of that test was to get rid of some stuff. Some of y'all know that I'm on an insulin pump. Somehow, and I don't remember packing my insulin or anything. I couldn't find it when it was time to um, change it out. And instead of freaking out and getting upset and stuff, I called home. Mother's like, oh, yeah, I see the nice box, which turned out to be not the insulin. First thing I did is like, no, I got to get everybody together. We need to start praying. We need to take care of this now. This is a life and death situation. So I went down, banged on their doors, shaking. And I know I scared them to death, and I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) But got Swavik together, and we prayed about it. And as we're trying to figure out what I need to do, how long I had last to do all this, God is showing me some things that I needed to deal with and one of the biggest thing that i had to rebuke was the curse i put on myself because i felt growing up so alone nobody you know wanted me that i cursed myself to be a diabetic so i had to re- let that all go let that luggage be sent away and after all that stuff doing better doing good well I'm cutting this short because I know it's not going to last long for me. I did put my medicine in there. I don't remember putting it in there. I don't remember touching it, but apparently I did put it in there. But God had used that moment and closed my eyes where I can't see it to get me out of the physical into the supernatural and see what I'm going to do about it. Instead of being upset and saying, Mom, you should have reminded me, blah, blah, blah. I never had that attitude. I wasn't mad at her. I was more mad at myself for not taking better care of myself. But God had it there. Everything was there. Everything was fine until I had to let go of that stuff. So when you go into the mission field, you're blessing, pouring out people. But at the same time, he's going to come into you. He's going to help you prepare for stuff. He's going to start cleaning things out of you. And no matter what it is, and being in that atmosphere of 24-7, of being with believers, 
praying. When the spirit hits, it's like wildfire. And just like there's one song that I listen to every morning when I was going, when I was praying for everything, is the deep well, deeper well. And I knew that was the song that I had to listen to here every morning as I get ready to go and start going down to the conference room and start praying over everything. And because of doing that and claiming that over the kids, claiming that over the youth, and everybody there, that leadership that they have, they're going to be so empowered that it's going to blow their minds as, the, as adults. Because their praise worship team that they had was the youth. There was like the, during the youth, there was five of them. You couldn't tell that they hadn't done it before. And then they did it with the kids. They even got to do it at service one Sunday. And everybody's like, ooh. So no matter what's going on in your life, if like they're saying, you got that umption, even if it's just size of the mustard seed, pray it in. God will make the way. He will get you there. And no matter what happens, everybody gets blessed. want to stay sitting up there you can go sit down if you want to you don't have to i'm not going to talk for a long time we could talk for a long time if you want to hear more stuff uh get together with us we'll go for coffee or something and tell you more yeah we've got all kinds of awesome things we could teach you and polish we can teach you and uh, give you the true experience. Um, you know, this trip was amazing. And I, I think that it's probably true for all four of us that we're still sort of like unpacking what God did because we were there for 12 days and we didn't really have a break. Like you just went and went and went and went and went. And, um, it is like VBS 24 seven, just all the time, you know, the kids are just there all day and you're just singing and dancing and talking and, jumping and dancing and yeah, eating all the time. And, um, but it was, it was so, so good. It was so good. And, um, you know, I think that the Lord surprised us all. And, you know, one thing that really sticks out in my, my mind from this trip, and I experience this every time I go, but it was just, so obvious this time is that the culture of the kingdom of God is the same everywhere. And, um, we were at these camps all day, every day, and they did not provide us with an interpreter this time. So unless one of us was teaching, we didn't know what was going on. So we listened to, 12 plus messages in Polish. We watched movies in Polish. We listened to instructions in Polish and tried to figure out what they were telling us to do. We, everything. And you know, that's foreign. Polish is not even like familiar at all. You know, like here, our ears are tuned to Spanish. Even if we don't know Spanish, it's familiar to us and we can pick up a few words because we live here and we know some, but Polish is so different. And so we were just 
totally immersed in the Polish culture from the very beginning. That's all you hear. Slavic was about the only one for a while that talked good English to us. And so that's just really where we were. Um, And so you, you feel that all the time, the lack of being able to communicate. You know, we're trying to lead games. And, you know, when you're, when you're leading youth or kids in games or like at VBS, like you're excited, you know, and so you're like, okay, guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to play this game. It's going to be awesome. And, but like Slavic is, is really mellow. Uh, he really reminds me of Corey a lot. Like, he's totally chill. So if we're trying to get excited about a game, this is what it'd be like. Okay, we're going to play this game. And then he would be like, in Polish, okay, we're going to play this game. You know, and then, but it takes like 10 minutes to tell them we're going to play this game. And then you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. It's going to be awesome. And then you have to wait for Slavic and he'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And then you tell him, and then he's like, hold on, what are we doing? He asks you in front of all the kids. And this is just like how it was all the time. You know, you're trying to like build momentum and it's not working because you have to go from English to Polish. And then he's asking you, hold on, what are you talking about? And so that we just, that was kind of just like our life for all 12 days, especially at the camp. But there were moments when none of that mattered. We watched a movie with the kids called the miracle maker. And it was all in Polish. So Jesus is talking Polish. It's all, it's a, it's a cartoon. that's all about Jesus and his life. It's like going through the gospels and it has the crucifixion and the resurrection or whatever. And, and Jesus and all the disciples, they're talking Polish and it's so cool. Um, and I totally knew what they were saying because I know my Bible and, um, and it was so powerful. You guys, when Jesus was crucified in the Polish movie, I was crying I mean, I just, I just wept. I mean, I've been, only been watching this thing in Polish the whole time. I don't know. There's this little girl that's following him all the time. I, she gets healed. And, you know, there, I was so moved that I was crying. And it was all in Polish. But it's because the power of the gospel transcends every barrier in our hearts. You know, the good news is for every person and the good news is available in every language. And it was so powerful to experience that. There were times, um, with the youth camp, we did project runway with them as one of like the activities and we had to be the judges. So they had, they got a pile of clothes and then they had to turn them into new clothes and send two models and they had, um, a specific, theme, you know, that they had to stay in. So like the last one was sports and they turned it into Russian sportswear and they had this guy who is the funniest dude in the world come in and it was like something else. I like, we, we could not stop laughing. I mean, we are the judges and we're like, crying, laughing. And I look up and I look across the room to the Polish leaders and they're crying, laughing. And you know, it's like those moments when you, when you look across the room and you say, you feel just like I do, you respond just like I do. It's in the moments of when we were praying for people, we had moments, powerful prayer. And I would be surrounded with some of the youth and some of our team and Slavic in there. And we're all praying in tongues in a language of heaven, dropping the English and the Polish and just moving straight to one language that we all share. It was incredible. It was incredible. When we sing songs, um, we knew the English version of some of them. 
And we are all worshiping, saying the same thing. And there were just moments like that trickled through the whole trip where you just watched all of the the struggle of the cultural differences drop and we all just entered into the culture of the kingdom. And it was incredible to share that with people who are unlike you in, in so many ways. But then you look up and you're, you think, you're just like me. You're just like the kids at home. And, um, you know, everybody has mentioned there's, there was one night, the last night of the kids' camp, that something happened. And it was not a night that you would expect the Holy Spirit to show up because, quite frankly, it was sort of like trying to bathe cats or something when Swavik was giving the message. I'm serious. I mean, am I right? Okay, Swavik is talking. The only reason we knew is because I asked him what Bible story he was teaching on. He's teaching on Ezekiel going down the river, ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, shoulders, and then over your head. So we're like, yeah, this is going to be good. You know, this is, this is a good last camp night message, you know, and I'm telling you, like he's talking, of course, we don't know what he's saying, but the kids are all, you know, it's just like this, you know, and they're touching somebody and they're talking. And so like, all four of us, as well as like all five of his leaders, we were all like sitting in the middle of the kids, you know, just like, stop it, stop it, stop it. Don't touch, sit down, stop, stop, stop. Nia, 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 you know, <laughs> Suhaiji, that means listen, Suhaiji, you know? Um, so we're, we're just like trying to just maintain like Suavik, can you get done with your message so that we can let the wild Indians loose, you know? And, um, and that's how it was the entire time he was talking. So we were all just like, okay, like, let's get done with this last night at camp. Like it's wild. We're going to have talent show. People are excited. And, uh, so Suavit got done and he had a response time. I don't know what the response was for. Uh, I think probably something like, do you want to go deeper? This is the thing too. They would have these response times and then they'd want the American team to come pray for them. I'm like, what are we praying for? Like, what is the response? We don't know. And so, you know, we would just pray. And and here's the thing. You get to the point where you say, I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit and I'm going to declare in English. And you know what? It doesn't matter because English words spoken in declaration in the spirit sink into it, sink into anybody's spirit, no matter what language, even if they don't know what I'm saying, there's a spirit to spirit connection. And so Swavik had a response time and we began to pray for the kids and, and probably all of them except for four stood up. So we have like 50 children standing up to be prayed for. And so we just started praying and the atmosphere just changed. It got really sweet. And one of their youth just responded for prayer and, uh, and he, he started weeping and the Lord just started ministering to his heart. And, uh, so several people got around him and prayed and, um, and then, uh, Swavik decided to pray over the youth. There was four, four or five youth that were helping us lead. And they're like a dream team. I mean, this is like one of those youth, youth groups, the bunch of people that only comes around every so many years. And you say, this is something special. You, you have something here. This is amazing. And so, and I was kind of feeling that too. Like we need to pray over these guys. So we put them all in the middle and he had the children surround them. And we all started praying and And these kids, I mean, they're like 14 years old. They started weeping and they were holding their hands up to the sky and they were weeping and weeping and weeping. And then it was like, like you couldn't, 
it was hitting all of us because we were all just in one big huddle. And, uh, and so we were all just kind of really, really moved by the spirit and, and Swavik came over and he said, I need you to get your team. You're next. And I, I was thinking that's not, I, we're not, I'm not prepared for that. Like, this is really good. <laughs> we can, we can end here. And he said, no, I, we know we're supposed to pray for you guys. And so they put four of us in the middle and I'm telling you what, if you ever wanted to experience heaven, you should get right there in the middle of that circle because we were surrounded by 60 Polish people who were praying in Polish over us. Every single person in the room was weeping. It, something happened to have small children. It was like, like we were all just weeping. Now, sure, you know what? Some of the kids were probably crying out of emotion because everyone else was crying. That's just going to happen. When the Lord shows up, you're always going to have some of the fleshly responses. But, but, but most of everyone in that room, we, we encountered something special. And it was like, whoa. Whoa. To just hear these sweet little boys and, and the sound of, of all of us just weeping together. There, God was doing things in that place in all of us, um, which you've heard from some of them exactly what that was. But it was something that we could have never prepared for and probably could never reproduce. It was just a sweet moment where the Holy Spirit just said, I'm going to show up. I'm going to surprise you. And in that moment, I believe that the Americans were very ministered to. We experienced very deep things that I think it's one of those moments that when you look back over your life, you say, that's a defining one. That moment in the middle of that prayer circle was significant for all four of us, but it was also significant for every person in that room because it was an encounter and it was something real for these children to experience. The day before, 22 out of 55 gave their heart to Jesus for the first time. And you know, that's something brave in their culture. Because a lot of them are going to be the only Christian in their whole family. They don't go to school with other believers because there's only one other church in a 40 mile radius of Christians. And for God to show up like that and reveal his presence in a powerful way to these little children who are saying, I want to believe in this Jesus was so huge. I, I just believe they're get that experience sealed who God was for them and that that will be defining for them in their journey with the Lord also. And those are the moments when you think God is the same everywhere. He, God doesn't just speak English people. And he doesn't just speak Polish. He speaks every language and his good news is for everyone all across the globe, no matter where they come from. And he, I think he really likes it when we mix it up a little bit and put a few cultures in the same room and then experience the culture of heaven together. When we worship him in spirit and truth together, laying down all of the differences and just saying, we're here for Jesus. And I think that 
at the end of the trip, I can look, I could highlight all of the differences, but in the end, I can say of every person in our camp and the leaders that we partnered with, we all just want the same thing. We just want Jesus. We just want Jesus. And, uh, so that was our trip. It was powerful and it was good and, uh, it was fun and, um, life changing for everyone that was there, I think. So we're glad to be back with you. We're glad to share with you. I was going to share a little bit of a brief devotional message, but I think we'll just end there. I think that's good. Are you, are you full? Are you, are you full? I'm, I'm feeling it. (sighs) Yeah. Evan's done. Um, can we, can we just pray over you guys? I just want, I, I just want our team to come up. We're just going to extend our hands and just pray for a little bit of an impartation of that heaven into you guys that you would, you would experience a touch from the Lord this morning, um, that all the freshness that we're carrying would be released to you. And seriously, there's so many specific kids we want to tell you about and people we met and experiences and dances and hilarious moments and pictures and all of those things. If you say, I want to know more about that, then really let's, let's do lunch. Let's do coffee. Come to my house. I'll serve you cake. Um, because in Poland, here's the deal. I mean, if you're, if you're on the fence about Poland, here's something to, to, to push you over every day. We have breakfast at noon uh, at nine. Then you have cake break at noon where you just have cake and then you have lunch at two. And then you have dinner every day, cake at noon. It's, it's great. I mean, I've been kind of feeling sad this week. I'm like, where's the cake? It's not lunchtime. It's cake time. Like, where is it? Like, it's not store-bought cake. The homemade from scratch cakes every day at noon um, and with coffee, lots of coffee. Um, so anyways, it was, it was a good trip. And we'd love to, to sit with you over cake and coffee and tell you more about our trip and pray for you and impart the things that we experienced um, because we just don't have time on a Sunday morning gathering. But why don't you guys stand up and we'll close. And we're all just going to be, I'll pray out loud on the mic, but you guys can just pray whatever you want to. And we're just going to believe. Lord, we thank you for the deposits that you made in our hearts. And Father, I know that I know that it was significant and that it wasn't just for us personally, but it was like your your doing something for our kids and our youth here too. Um, and so father, we just release, uh, your Holy spirit this morning, father, we just release an impartation of all of those good things that you deposited in our hearts, things, things of joy, things of the sun rising and the stuff melting father, the, the, the heart shifts, your love, the miraculous, your presence, the ability to let go and not control, freedom from fear and anxiety, a heart of worship, a spirit of prayer, passion to respond to what you're saying. These are all things that I saw there. And that we experienced personally or saw in the people. Father, we just thank you for depositing that in our church this morning. And these people in our hearts, Father, we thank you for stirring hearts this morning. 
for things that have been been stagnant, Lord, that you would just take a big stick and stir it up. Mix things up, Father. We thank you for spirits coming alive. We just tell every spirit in the house to awaken right now to what God is saying to you. May your spirits be alive and awake to all that God is doing. We bless you with eyes to see and ears to hear. We bless you with passion to go for it. We bless you with bravery that you would have hearts full of courage to step out and to be hands and feet in this nation and other nations that the God would call you to. In Jesus' name, amen.